So here I am at East High School, and this is where I went to high school um, many years ago. And uh, I'm here for the Utah Pride Center's um, educator conference, I guess is what you would call it. Um, all about ways to support LGBTQ youth. So, not really sure what to expect. I'm looking forward to learning some little things that might assist some of our students that we might be able to share on our podcast. And um, I'll be back in a few. Hi, this is Jim Martin, and you're listening to the Little Things First podcast. Usually I have my colleague Tracy Vandeventer here with me, but she is on location at the TEDx conference in Salt Lake City, Utah. She's scouting for some little things that we might be able to share with you here on this podcast. So hopefully we'll hear about some of those things in future weeks. In the meantime, I have an opportunity to share with you. I was able to attend the Utah Pride Center's conference for educators and students. There were two tracks at East High School several weeks ago and was able to uh, learn a lot about ways to support our, our LGBTQ youth in schools. I was also able to talk with the coordinator, Amanda Darrow, afterwards about her interests and why this is important to her and uh, what we can all do as educators in schools to make a difference for our LGBTQ youth and all students. So um, I think you're going to learn a lot from this interview. I do want to say that this is not the best quality of interview. We were in the middle of the East High School cafeteria, so there are some other sounds in the background. I didn't have all of my equipment with me because Tracy has that equipment. And like I said, she wasn't there. So um, hopefully you'll listen anyway because this is some really important information that comes from Amanda Darrow about how we can all do more to support LGBTQ students in our schools. I thought it was interesting that this event was held at East High School. Um, I'm sure it was not lost on anybody that many years ago in the 90s, this was where a group of students wanted to start a gay-straight alliance and were basically shut down. And the Board of Education actually got involved, ending up canceling all clubs to avoid having a gay-straight alliance. We've certainly come a long way. That was um, um, in the courts in the 90s, and uh, the Board of Education actually ended up reversing that decision and reinstituting clubs. And now we have gay-straight alliances in many schools across our state. Um, but this was the site of a battle many years ago, and um, I think it was special that this event, this very important conference, was held at that site. So I'm going to turn the time over to Amanda Darrow, and I really appreciate you listening. If you'd like to read a little bit more about any of our episodes, you can go to our website at Little Things First. That's littlethings1st.com, where we blog about our episodes, and we also include important information that you might find interesting. Uh, thanks again for listening, and enjoy the interview. So Awesome. Um, so... 
tell yes. me a little bit about you. Um, so, um, my name is Matadero. I'm the director of youth and family at the Utah Pride Center. And um, I come from Westminster College, where I did my thesis for Master's in Education on the effects of a heteronormative classroom on LGBTQ plus students. And um, what I did was, um, at first I had to kind of figure out how schools are heteronormative, if they were. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I went into a bunch of different schools and I first started talking to teachers to see kind of if they've had any LGBTQ plus training or in their teacher candidacy or student teaching um, credentials. And then I went to um, the, the same teachers and into their classrooms and looked around on the items that may reinforce heteronormativity and what may, uh, you know, be more inclusive for all people. So um, one of the things I looked for was bathroom passes, um, if it was labeled boys, girls. The way they had their students line up, if it was boys, girls. The pictures they held, hung on the walls, um, if they were families, if it was a male and a female and uh, promoting heterosexuality. Um, I actually dove into curriculum and tried to see if there were math problems, readings, anything that may have reinforced gender stereotypes, binary systems, or if there was, um, you know, anything related to just gender roles in general. And um, just to let you know, on a side note, there is a mandated story that uh, the third graders, third, read in that in your district mm. called the beautiful cockroach and it's all about her finding the perfect husband so mm. we are reinforcing heteronormativity in our reading curriculum that's wow. mandated by the district um, teachers are told to read that story um, so I don't know if it's school by school if you're allowed to you know say we shouldn't be reading this story but it's definitely something I know that occurs in that district um, so one thing that the educators can do, oh, and I, just as far as like the, the decorations in a classroom and personal decorations, one thing that reinforces heteronormativity as well is um, your family photos, your picture of, you know, husband and wife, um, mm -hmm. not saying you can't have personal photos, that's, everyone has the choice to that, but that is something that reaffirms it. So if you're going to put something up, one thing educators can do is also put up something, um, if they want to be inclusive to LGBTQ, is at that point put up a sticker or something as well near that area. So it's not only you're heterosexual, but you are an ally. Yeah. So, um, so what, yeah, what can educators do in schools? What are some of the little things that they can do to sort of counter that? heteronormativity yeah so absolutely um, putting in the stickers um, right. or sometimes building the curriculum that could um, also include LGBTQ or have the work that may have been by an LGBTQ um, author and whatnot I think it really just varies um, on what teachers are comfortable with but um, really the first and foremost thing that a teacher can do is attend something um, some training or some, um, you know, workshops that teach you how to be more inclusive. Open yourself up to wanting to include all your students mm -hmm. um, and working on your biases. So 
as long as, you know, teachers are accepting that they want to be inclusive, there's going to be the first step. Making those actual next jumps are going to be your your, your next step, you know, really wanting to um, educate yourself and then you can pass it on to your teachers or your students. So a lot of te- teachers seem nervous about what they can um, present or not present, especially in Utah. So can you give teachers any advice that might help them to make a decision about what to present, what to include beyond what you've already said? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think... If they're ever in question, one of the first things they can do is reach out to the Utah Pride Center, reach out to me and say, am I allowed to talk about this? Um, you know, sometimes say, we will get back to that question. If, if it's something they're really worried about logistically, um, call us. We'll walk them through ways that they can address that um, to protect themselves. But at this point, teachers are protected. You are allowed to talk a, and in a way, you know, in a positive light, promote the LGBTQ plus community. What you're not allowed to do, just as you aren't allowed to do with heterosexuality, is talk sex. So as long as you're avoiding, you know, if they're if they're trying to say something as inappropriate about the sexual matters, that's shut down. But that should be shut down with any orientation. Mm-hmm. So you are protected up until you're passing over into the next line. Mm-hmm. So you should feel comfortable, um, but if you question it, you should absolutely come to us and we will work through ways for you to be able to address things at appropriate levels if it for some reason doesn't match what it should. Right, I'm just thinking about the school culture right now and one of the um, most pervasive uh, insults that's used uh, from kid to kid is, you know, you're gay. Uh Um, And so um, teachers say, you know, we have to be respectful and they sort of gloss over it with that sort of a response. But I'm wondering if it might be more impactful for them to uh, perhaps address that from the standpoint of LGBTQ plus advocacy versus... You know, we just have to be kind to everyone. What are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things is um, teachers may be worried when someone says, that's so gay. They may, might be worried that they're not allowed to say, you know, we don't use that word or it's going to turn into more of a conversation. So they say, I'm going to talk to you about that. I'm going to talk with you about that later. And they may, they may go to the student after and talk about it, but what they need to do is address it right then and there with the students around. They need to be able to let the students know they're an ally and they're not going to just brush that away. Um, they need to see the way the teachers respond. I think it's very important that they address the speech. One thing that um, educators can find in that case is talking about all kinds of hate speech and not just specifically about... Um, you know, homosexuality or gender, we, we want to talk more on all kinds of hate speech and why we don't use that. Um, relay it back to historical reasons and, you know, the, the gay rights movement, how we came about and the struggles that has been faced in our community. It's important that educators are aware of why that we aware of why we don't want to use that language. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be Um, beneficial for them to use it as a learning moment rather than just avoid it or say I'm going to talk to you later. Really face it and show your support and why we don't use that. 
Great. So this event today, um, can you talk a little bit about where it came from, where the idea came from? Is this the first of its kind? This is the first of its kind for the Utah Pride Center. Um, it's been a collaboration for a while. The FAM Network Friends, Allies, and Mentors are a community group that comes to our center every second Thursday of the month and um, brings educators around to talk about all kinds of situations. Um, and one of, it, one of the meetings stemmed this conference. It was, we need more teacher education. And I also saw that in my research. When I looked at what schools were providing the research, what colleges or were providing the um, educational support around the LGBTQ community, who wasn't, there was a big lack, it might have been a day, it might have been a couple hours, and it's such a big scenario in our community. There's actually research shown that three out of ten of our students in a classroom are either LGBTQ or have family members. So we're looking at, you know, 30% of our students are impacted by this, yet it's not a big issue, and it needs to be. So we realize that and are putting together just as much resources as we can to make sure as many people as possible can get impacted by it. And how did you get into this work? I mean, um, your background in terms of education, I know you went to Westminster, yeah. and but, you know, what, what draws you to this work in particular? So um, at Westminster, I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to uh, research, and um, I kind of paused for a minute, realized that I wanted to do something in my own community and the need for it. I actually had some students in um, my after-school program that I realized the need for it at that point, and I pulled myself out and said, this is what I'm going to research, this is what I'm going to find, and then now that I'm seeing it and seeing the impact it can make and the lack of education behind the teachers with it, um, it's just really built me into being an advocate and being there to want to educate more people around it. So That's great. And yeah. will there be more events like this in the future? Absolutely. Okay. So um, for sure there's going to be the FAM meetings um, as far as coming together just once a month. But um, we're going to work on different conferences. This one will for sure have a second year next September. And... Um, we're hoping to maybe do more between then so that we can really prep for then, if that makes sense. So yeah. um, stay tuned as we're in our planning session, but we'll um, definitely um, branch out and let the community and teachers and administrators, everyone know about any upcoming events. That's great. Thank you so much. I had a really Absolutely. great time. I learned a lot. And